Hello, my name is Mark Taylor. Welcome to the Education on Fire podcast network. This show is sponsored by the National Association for Primary Education. Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Taylor and welcome as we continue our little mini season of Primary Music on Fire, talking about our membership site and and all things primary music. And today I'm really delighted to be chatting to Chris Livingston, who's from Get to Learn Music. Um, And he's part of our membership site and I've been through his amazing rhythm courses and and it teaches you rhythm in the way that is very familiar to me and way that I've learned and how I still do that when I'm teaching drums and percussion. So Chris, thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. So I've chatted to Chris once or twice before um, over Skype and um, I know that he sounds very English um, and he is English however that's not exactly where he lives so tell us a little bit about where you're living at the minute Chris and and exactly what you can see out of your window. So I'm based in Ogden Utah in the United States. I live in a a really mountainous area so we're at high elevation and what can I see at the moment? Uh, mountains and snow. So I'm kind of missing the, missing the British weather at the moment, actually. I'm sick of digging snow. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So just tell us a little bit about your, your professional backgrounds. I know we, we share our passion for drums is a, is, is a thing in common, but how did you end up in America? And, and, and tell us a little bit about how you got there through your musical life. Okay, well, long story. So I'll give you the quick version. Um, I started teaching drums, mainly drum set, in the, the late 90s. And um, that led to the more peripatetic work in, in schools, which in turn led to working for uh, county music services. I lived on the Nottinghamshire Derbyshire border, so I was working for two different music services. Um, and eventually my, my role changed drastically um, through doing drum set lessons in school to doing more large group teaching, workshops, samba and different, you know, African drumming, other types of percussion. And um, and eventually I ended up in a leadership role with a with a music hub. So I was still teaching a couple of days a week doing whole class music, which was the, uh, through the wider ops program at the time, which was my introduction to, you know, whole class music over a term or a year or whatever I would be doing. So um yeah, that's that's kind of my my story. That's where the big the big change came about in my teaching was through wider ops. And that's something that, that again we share in common because it is that kind of whole class teaching through sort of the, the wider ops thing, and and also the fact I think that the rhythm and the samba workshops of those I think work really really well because you can actually embed that kind of rhythm sense, but you can actually get quite a lot of stuff done in the sort of the twelve weeks or so program, can't you? Absolutely, and and that was the that was the pleasure of 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 moving to to teach in that kind of way for me because the the workshops are really satisfying, but you can you get to dig so much deeper and and like you say in in, in bed, and also as a teacher in terms of it makes you think more about development and and how things tie into other things and progression. So in terms of planning and almost building your teaching, you can. Um, well, you, there's, there's no other way. It, it forces you to work in in that way um, and, and really start to think about the wider musical journey, if you like, of, of, of the students that you're working with. 
So how long were you in those kind of roles and how did you suddenly then end up, as you say, over in Ogden? <laughs> okay, this is where it gets complicated. So um, the whole class teaching came about in 2008 for me. So I'd already done, been working in schools for a long time and, you know, started, there was a trend to move towards larger group teaching, almost from a financial uh, point of view um, back then. And then when uh, wider ops came in, I, I started to do that 2008. And then I got into a leadership position with the hub. Um, and I started to organize more music. So I was, I had 50 schools on my patch and I was scheduling teachers and um, discussing projects with schools and, and really trying to tailor our offer to, to what they needed at that point. So I actually did that from 2008 to about 2015. And in 2015 is when we, um, I left the hub and moved to the, to the, to the US. Uh, my wife's originally from Ogden, Utah, um, and she'd been, <laughs> she'd been gradually chipping away and working on me for, for years about moving. Um, she wanted to come home. Um, and, and for me, it was a big, a very big change because I didn't know if I could do what I do for a living here. Um, music, the, the music education situation is very, very different in the US. And not only different, every state's different as well. So um, it's been a very, very big learning curve for me to essentially start a new career somewhere completely new. And so you still do your individual drum lessons. So you've got your own sort of studio and your own little um, setup there from that sort of individual point of view. But then since then, it's given you the opportunity to take us into the, the Get to Learn Music project and some of the courses that you've put together. Yeah, so I, I do teach privately here. So um, I, I have a studio and um, I, I teach local people how to how to play drums. But really, the the the, the big change for for me in terms of creating get to learn music and 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 sh you know creating courses to share my ideas was how do I continue to do what I did in the UK remotely at, at a distance um and and how you know how can i how can i still share uh, my knowledge and and you know be involved in the in the in the, the music community over there from here and and that really is what gave me the, the the boost that was a catalyst to start to form curriculum and things online that can be shared um can be shared from anywhere and what I love about um, the course as I went through it was the fact that it, you know, it takes you in very simple steps from the very beginning to, in terms of pulse and in terms of different rhythms, easy way to learn these things. But you're supporting non-specialist and specialist teachers in whichever level they actually want to help deliver it. Absolutely. The, the, the aim for this, this course, in, in fact, the, the intro to rhythm wasn't the first course that I'd put together. Um, I've also got a Samba course. And the Samba course um, is a little bit more specialist. It, it's still designed for non-specialist teachers, but it's a little bit more specialist in that the equipment that needs to be available to the school. Um, it Obviously, Samba instruments, and some can get them from hubs, but generally, these aren't things that you'll find on the percussion trolley at any primary school. So that led me to put together the Intro to Rhythm course. You mentioned that it, it starts at the basics, and it... It does. It covers all the things that 
everybody needs to know at a really foundational level for rhythm and it's all the same stuff so it's the same stuff that any percussion teacher will be delivering it's just the way that it's packaged to support non-specialist teachers and and really allow them to to explore and and feel safe in in terms of taking a class and and, and guiding them through this foundation and you've got lesson plans and you've got support stuff as well as the videos of actually how to do it. And, and we were chatting just before we started recording about the new Ofsted framework over here in the UK. And that's a really key factor, isn't it, is to sort of be able to show that progression, but also to understand how it builds up sort of week on week. So it's really about providing um, the framework, but allowing even a non-specialist teacher, a non-music specialist teacher, I should say, to to feel confident and have room to explore and and adapt what it is that they're doing as well so for example uh, lesson three focuses on uh, composition so there's rhythm grid activities and things and some of these are guided so in terms of the the grids that the children create they they perform them in groups along with backing tracks that are that they've got video tracks um, but the teacher is still steering the, the work in, in terms of supporting the groups, organizing the groups and having a wander around like, like we do, you know, to make sure that the groups are on track and everybody's, you know, participating and, and, and getting involved. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's very much an element. I, I've tried to find a balance between making it so easy that any teacher could do this and, and feel confident about what they're doing. And, and balancing that against also allowing enough room for them to use the resources in, in ways that, that they want to use them. Um, I know from my own teaching, going in and supporting class teachers that weren't music specialists, that generally, once they get a gist for what we're, we're doing, they, they take it in their own direction. And they're, they're surprised at how easy it is to do this. You know, it's... it's it's not a difficult thing once they've got the basic understanding. So I was very careful to try and find a balance to make sure that they're not just pressing play and, and walking away. You know, they're, they're part of the learning experience and they're, they're helping to steer and, and guide the class. It's, it's something I always try and, and articulate really clearly to people within the, the Primary Music on Fire membership is, is the fact that actually... You know, we're teaching children, you know, sort of up to the age 11, if we're talking about primary. And there's nothing there that actually any teacher shouldn't be able to be comfortable with doing. You know, and like I say, when you're doing pulse, when you're doing rhythm, a lot of it is just setting the scene, isn't it? And and I, I sort of I love that sort of starting with a, you know, a circle, you know, even if it's just a, um, a drum circle in terms of body percussion. You know, we're tapping, we're clapping, we're making different sounds, we're, we're, we're having fun together. And, it, and like it's just building those those sort of blocks up one by one which then I think makes everyone feel secure and the thing that I know they all love is the repetition I do the same sort of workshops in my in my samba class I've got in one of the schools that I'm at and I sit down and, and now we're you know what are we sort of 10 weeks into the term or whatever it happens to be and they're already sat down and they start before I'm even ready and I just absolutely love that the fact that they, you know they, they want to be setting the tempo they want to be you know saying their name or their favorite color or whatever in, in the in the rhythm game that we do and and, and I think that repetition is and, and how easy it is to get that going and enthuse them is, is the key factor. There's parts of the course that, uh, because the way I've, I've structured it is, so there's a, a, a really quick warm-up that they do 
that leads in to whatever the main activity is. But in fact, as they progress through the course, some of the warm-ups are, are repeated because really for the kids, they're games. I mean, they they enjoy that they, they request, you know, we want to do this, we want to do that. So these are things that, that that type of repetition is important. And it's also great because there are um, there are standalone elements to the course for teachers that are more experienced. So they can they can use the resources in any way they want. You know, as a as a as a more experienced music teacher myself, I've used many uh, digital resources online, and some were fantastic. But the the thing that I, they all had in common is I would dip in and out depending on what I was doing, and I, I I got to know the different curriculums, and I'd I'd pull things out that were relevant to what I wanted to do. I wouldn't run it, you know, uh, in in lesson order necessarily. So that was another thing I did with this course is just to make it so that, you know, here's the plan. You can work the plan from from start to finish or you can you can do this thing in your own way. And in fact, I've, I've been running a pilot for the course and found that some of the teachers are using it specifically that way. And, and in ways I'd never, never imagined, you know, it's. It's based around rhythm and all of the fundamentals of rhythm, but um, there's singing in there. There's introduction to, to rounds through singing. And um, I'm introducing certain concepts through singing that we then uh, move into rhythm with the same concept. But for example, one of the teachers on the pilot last week gave me some feedback and said, well, we were using this with recorders, not something I'd thought of. And they're actually working out, you know, um, notation for, for some of the, some of the songs that are in there and, and they're doing their own thing with it. And it's wonderful to see because it's stuff that wouldn't have occurred to me in order to put together and create. And that that's the thing I love. Uh, it, it's why we wanted to set up Primary Music on Fire as a membership site rather than just a cause was because it, it enables people to share these sorts of things. It's why I love the podcast and chatting to everyone about it. It's the fact that it, it is not a one size fits all. It's actually using these things, and it's a collaboration. It's oh, I did it like this. Oh, I did this, and this managed to work like this. And 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 actually, that's the point, isn't it? We're able to sort of share all these things and actually guide people to to take it forward above and beyond, like say, what your initial concept might even be. Absolutely, it, it just that sharing of ideas and and creating that community is just so valuable. In in my opinion, it's 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 the only way forward in in music education and i think the 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 more technology um is enhanced and and becomes more accessible and more available to to people that the more we continue to to do that as a community um and it's it's just so exciting to me uh, to be involved in, in 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 doing work like that i mean for example the the pilot that i'm running i've got got a i had quite a lot of interest in in schools wanting to take part but in terms of managing feedback and things, I kept it really small. So I've got a handful of schools all running the course at the same time. I've got uh, schools in the, the UK, in the US. So I've got a school in Alabama. I've got another in New Jersey. And I've got a school in uh, Australia, in New South Wales. And they're all feeding back weekly on where they're at and how it's working. Um, and just the, the, edu- the music education picture is different in all these places. But the fundamentals of, of what it is that we want to deliver as, as teachers and the experience we want to give our students is the same. So um, really, the pilot's just allowing me to refine things and test that things work. You know, do, do the lessons work in a 30 minute uh, lesson as opposed to a, a 45 or 50, which they were designed to do? 
um, you know, what instruments do, do the other schools have access to, if any, you know, maybe maybe they're just using body percussion or there's, there's, there's so many variables. And you talked about the, the Sam Brellement and, and the fact you've got different parts of, of, of these or different courses with, with, within sort of get to learn music as a whole. So just tell us exactly what's available at the minute and um, and how they sort of progress or how they sort of link together. Okay, so what, what's available at the, the moment is um, Intro to Rhythm, um, and then there's an extension pack, which is a standalone pack that's available, and I'm going to be developing a lot more of those. And the extension packs are really, you know, much cheaper, and they're aimed at teachers that can either already have the course and, and want some additional clips and ideas, or they're aimed um, as a standalone option for more experienced teachers that just want great resources. And the Samba, yeah, so, so I've got the, the main intro to rhythm course and then there's a, a Samba course. And the Samba course is still aimed at, at key stage two. But initially I developed that as with more complex rhythms, more syncopation, you know, some some dots, dots and cuts and, and things like that. So I've I actually simplified that down. So rhythmically, it's very similar Um to the intro to rhythm course, but it's specific to samba. And obviously because of the nature of samba, there's more uh, complex, so sort of six parts that are arranged in, there's more group kind of parts and activities. So it's it's designed as a next step. The, the, the big plan is for, for intro to rhythm is any music teacher, it's just a great place to start for any music teacher. So whether they are you know working on it for a term and then, taking the class on to recorders or tuned percussion or anything else they might be doing musically. It's like the, the, the very basic idea for that. And I'm going to be developing other courses in the future that lead to a, a progression or suggested pathway. I mean, uh, there will be enough flexibility to again, dip in and out, but it's, it's almost about creating that framework. So um, the intro to rhythm is, is the start point. Let's talk specifically about when we were chatting about how we want to develop this and actually show people exactly how it works. What we thought we would do is we thought we'd actually um, do a webinar so we can actually, rather than just have this audio conversation, we'll actually be able to share screens, show some of the videos that you've got going, show the downloadables, show all the resources that are going to support you as teachers. Um, and Chris and I will be able to sort of take you through exactly how and why it's working. Absolutely. The um... The, the, the webinar is just going to be a chance to really look inside the course. At the moment, there is a, a taster course that's that's available uh, free of charge, which will um, give people access to the first lesson so that they can see how the resources look like. You know, what, what do the videos actually look like? How do they use the platform on the interactive whiteboard, you know, as they are doing the lesson, you know, what the downloadable and printable resources look like that they can have on their desk to give them notes. And so, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be available. So I'll provide a, a link to you for that. But um, so that will give people a flavor of it. But in the webinar, we'll be able to go a bit more in depth into the course and look at it, you know, uh, a bit more specifically in terms of the flow, how lessons move into each other and what the, what the, the, the whole progression looks like in terms of a term's worth of work. Yeah, fantastic. So all you need to do to, to find out more about this and to keep up to date is if you go to educationonfire.com forward slash primary hyphen music, 
That's educationonfire.com forward slash primary hyphen music. There you can you can sign up to the email list, which you'll also get a free downloadable rhythm game, which which is part of the deal as well. Um, and what we'll do is we'll keep you up to date. We'll tell you when the webinar is. The webinar will be absolutely free. And as Chris has said, he'll take you through and show you all those things. And then what we're going to do as part of the webinar is then give you the opportunity, one, to get a discount um, to the course itself, but also to give you access to Primary Music on Fire Together. Because as we said, it's all about the community. It's all about collaboration. It's all about giving you access to everything that you need. And I love the fact that, as Chris said, the, the, the rhythm is really sort of a great starting point. It's the hub of, of so many different things when you're learning music as well. And, and that extension of being able to use those skills, um, especially through Primary Music on Fire, where we've got recorders, ocarinas, ukulele, um, some extra samba things as well. Um, and, and there's so many other things that you can sort of progress from there as well, plus the actual community, as we said, and sharing these ideas and, and support. So, yeah, please do sign up. As I said, it's absolutely free. You get a free rhythm download, and it will give you options then to show you exactly when the webinar will be early in 2020. And you'll be able to start your new year off embedding music in your school in the in the strongest possible way. So... Chris, I think we've covered everything now. I think we've managed to to get people a flavour of exactly what it's like. I'm I'm excited to be able to show them directly inside and to really sort of explain and see exactly the great value that it's got from there. And also for you to be a, as an integral member of um, Primary Music on Fire as well. It's great that you've you, you've been able to see both sides and see we can maybe talk a little bit about how we can use it within other things as well. So um, anything else you want to finish off with before we say goodbye? I think that about covers it. I just I'm looking forward to it too. I think the the in terms of collaboration, that is the the way forward for us for us all as music educators. And uh, yeah, I'm very much looking to to be a part part of that. Great. Well, Chris, thanks very much for your time today. I'll let you get back to your your Sunday lunch. It's uh it's seven hours or so different here in the UK, so I'm just about to go and have mine as a dinner. So, <laughs> um, I hope you didn't have to shovel too much snow to get out out of Ogden in the next few days. And yeah, <laughs> thanks very much for sharing your time today. Thanks again, Mark. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.